Welcome to Think Bible, the podcast that exists to challenge, edify, and encourage Christian women to think and live biblically, all for the glory of God. I'm your host, Stephanie Smith. Welcome, friends, to the Think Bible podcast. I am Stephanie Smith, and I'm here this morning with my friend, Mrs. June Kimmel. Um, We're here today to talk about the topic of Bible study. So you know that Think Bible exists to challenge, edify, and encourage Christian women to think and live biblically. Why? All for the glory of God, of course. That's why we do everything. And so June is going to... um, share with us this morning some thoughts about Bible study. June has been a pastor's wife for many years, and now she and her husband are in more of an itinerant ministry where they're ministering to um, pastors in other countries. They're doing pastor's wives fellowships and conferences, um, teaching and training pastors. So she's got a lot of wisdom that we can glean from and learn from. And I'm just Really excited to have you with us today, June. Welcome to Think Bible. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. And just as a little plug before we for today, June also has a blog post that's going to be coming out. Um, I believe it's next week. So that would be the last week of February if you're listening to this podcast at some other point. <laughs> um also on the topic of Bible study. So be sure to go over to the website um, and check that out. That's at www.bible.online. So great. Well, let's start out with the very basics. Why is it important to be in God's word every day? The consistency of being in God's word every day will help us to really grow in our understanding of who God is and of his precious word to us. So to have it as a habit is going to be just really important that we have that consistency um, as we strive to walk closely with the Lord. Yeah, that's true. The more we know about God, the more we can honor him with our lives our words, our thoughts, our actions, because we know what he, what he loves, what he hates, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And really the Bible is a book about who God is. We can see around us creation and and we know he is there and, and working in our lives, but the Bible really is the only way we can have, um, the knowledge of God that he desires us to have. So it's, yeah. that's probably the number one thing that we can learn from it and should learn from God's word is that um, who he really is and who he wants to be mm-hmm. to us. Yeah, that's good. I think a lot of us, we tend to want to read the word of God and say, what can I get for me today? And right. really it's more, what can I learn about God today? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Very good. Well, I'm wondering, is there a specific command, a verse, or something we can find in Scripture that teaches us this idea of studying the Word? I think if we look back at the psalmist, we can see the importance that he placed on God's Word. Um, Of course, Psalm 119 has a word in every one of those verses 
that refer us um, to God's word and the importance of it. But one of my favorite verses is in Jeremiah 15, verse 16. It mm-hmm. says, thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy mm-hmm. word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. I just love that picture of eating God's word. Um, it, we take it in and the nourishment that it gives to us spiritually. Um, Jeremiah is comparing it to uh, the physically eating for our bodies and yeah. the importance then of us taking it in and, and finding it ourselves and feasting upon it. Um, I think that that's just one verse out of many that we could look at, but that's probably my favorite, just the way that it's pictured there for us. Yeah, that's excellent. I like that second part too, where it talks about God's word being the joy and rejoicing of my heart. It's yes. not a drudgery to someone who loves God and wants to know. Him. No. And the idea of us being called by his name then, and it even gives us a precious name, the, the Lord God of hosts. And just yeah. that sweet relationship we can have with him as we learn of him. Yeah. Amen. I love that. Um, How about an example? Do we see any examples in scripture of people who spent time with God? I would probably go back to the psalmist. Um, We know that those were the meditations and songs of those that wrote them. And just that sweet relationship that they had with God's word and with God himself. I think that's a perfect example um, for us to know and seeing all the different aspects of God's word how it can teach us and comfort us and um, just the importance of it. I think the psalmist probably pictures it the sweetest. Yeah, that's neat. I was thinking too, when I wrote that question about Jesus himself, who is God, and yet he made time to be alone with his father. If it's necessary for him, it is certainly necessary for us. Absolutely. Yes. He, of course, would be our best example of that. Yeah. Very precious. Well, we know that it's important. We know that God wants us to study his word, to know about him. Why do you think it's such a hard habit to establish, to get in the word every day? I think, first of all, we maybe don't realize fully the importance of it, the benefit Mm -hmm. of it. Um, So we don't put it as a priority. And, you know, we live in such busy days that there's so much of the world bombarding our schedules and trying to keep up with so many things that I think as women, it can be so easy for us to just push it to the back burner, if you will, because of all the demands Mm -hmm. that we feel we have to fulfill and not necessarily bad things. Um, but just the busy things of our lives that we need to purposely take the time to stop and to make it be a habit. It's not going to happen without mm-hmm. us purposing um, for it to, to be a part of our, our day. So it's a priority issue. And I think we just simply do not realize always um, the importance of it and don't have it as, as a priority in our lives that it should be. Yeah, that's very good. Priorities are important. <laughs> they are. And, and it's uh, very easy for them to get out of order. Yeah. Um, if we're not careful. Yeah. I, I know early in our marriage, uh, we were, 
actually when we were joining our mission board, mm-hmm. Biblical Ministries Worldwide, they had us spend a good bit of time working out what our priorities were and why mm-hmm. we had to have scripture and things supporting that. Because when you're in the heat of a moment and a decision, if you have those priorities already established, yes. pretty often the decision, the choice is made for you. <laughs> yes, yes. And it takes a lot of the emotion and the stress out of the decision-making process. So you can just do what you need to do then. <laughs> sure, sure. That's that's exactly it. It's when it's a habit, it's not something we have to scramble then to, to figure mm-hmm. out, but we've already are in that practice of of searching and knowing God's word that helps us to make those decisions. Yeah, very good. Okay, so we know that women today are busy. Sometimes they have careers or at least jobs that they do to help support their families. Mm -hmm. Um, They're trying to raise children. Oftentimes we're talking to homeschool moms, their pastor's wives, their maybe not the pastor's wife, but very busy in the church. So how, how do we make time for this very important practice? Yes. Do you know, I think that every one of your uh, ladies that are listening would probably agree completely that we need to do this. Mm -hmm. We need to spend time, but it truly is the how and the, and the when and those Mm -hmm. details that, that keep us from being consistent. So I do have some ideas and suggestions that I'd love to share. Yes, please. The first thing is to, to maintain realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if we think we don't have a big block of time, we can't read our Bibles, Um, that we need so many minutes or it's not even worth it. Well, Mm -hmm. I have found that by setting too many um, stipulations on it, we actually are not giving the word of God the the credit or the power that we should. Mm -hmm. So I have challenged ladies through the years to use the time that God has given them. Now, I'm an empty nester, so I have more time to study. But when my children were little, I remember those days that I had 5, 10, 15 minutes to myself was a rare treat. But I think that we need to ask the Lord to show us that timing that he has given to us and then to do what we can to make that time protected and focus at that time and realize the day will come that we can spend more time maybe than we can right now but to use the time that God has given us and have our expectations realistic very good so one of the things that I think helps us to to get a real benefit from whatever length it is is to look each day for one truth One truth that we can carry with us and meditate on and remind ourselves of throughout that day. And so it's not like we're looking to understand, you know, a whole passage even necessarily, but just one verse or one phrase or one truth um, that we can focus on. And that's doable, even if our time is limited and we can come away from that time rejoicing in that that one truth that we yeah. and then another thing would be to adjust your schedule um, to make it 
as early in the morning as we can have it be um, so that the rest of our day is founded on what we did with the Lord. But we may have to make some adjustments. I mean, how many of us reach for our phones and check Facebook or email or Instagram? We do those things first and take those few minutes there where maybe we should wait till later in the morning for that and and adjust things so it can be a priority. But again, it's not going to just happen. It's going to be a purposeful adjustment that yes. we we block out that time um, before you know, we can really get into the rest of our day. And then I I have a couple others too. Should I just keep going? Yes, ma'am. These are wonderful. Okay. The next thing I would say would be to make it a habit. Mm. And you know, a habit doesn't just happen. They say that it takes three to four weeks of consistently doing something before Mm -hmm. it becomes a habit. And I think it takes 10 minutes to get out of the habit. So (laughs) get into it is going to take, is going to take a little longer. So if we put it at the top of our to-do list, either mentally or on that physical list, um, then we can set that as a priority. And then for that three to four weeks, promise the Lord that we're going to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And by the end of that time, we aren't going to want to skip it or put it down at a different spot. We're going to want to keep it in that priority position and it will have become an important part and hopefully a habit then to give that time um, to the Lord. And I'm always amazed at how much more I seem to get done the rest of my day when I have given the Lord the first few minutes of, of my day. And, and then the final tip would be, um, to designate a place. Now that could be a special chair or a a desk or a table or a couch corner, but somewhere that we associate with our time with the Lord and maybe have a pretty basket there or a bag that would have everything we need. So maybe our Bible, well, definitely our Bible, um, Mm -hmm. our notebook, a pen, our favorite pen or pencil, um, You know, but those kinds of things are already there waiting for us. We don't have to run around the house gathering it. Yeah. We've got it there designated. And if it's not a particular place, then we've got it in a bag or a pretty box um, that we can carry with us and just snatch it up to go to that place for today so that everything is together. And that helps us to not get sidetracked as we're looking for all of the things that we might want to have there with us. So those four things, realistic expectations, an adjusted schedule, make it a habit and designate a place. And I think that helps us to make time um, because it's already organized and part of our day. Yeah. Wonderful ideas. I appreciate those so much. Good. Yes. I do and remember. I'm sorry, go ahead. They do work too. They're tested. They that's exactly right. I was going to say, I remember, um, for those of you who don't know yet, I have five children and our first two were a set of twins and they had a special birth story, which we've talked about on Think Bible before, but, um, you know, I had special needs kids. I had five kids in six and a half years, so they were close together <laughs> and I remember what it's like. Um, yes. And I know a couple things I did that 
really helped. One was I asked God to help, to give me wisdom on when to do it, where to do it, to remind me if I forgot to do it, because sometimes you get up and there's diapers and bottles and, you know, you just get going, 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 and you just overlook it. Um, And so God really does help, you know, sometimes I couldn't get to it until the babies were taking their morning nap. Sure. But I made sure I did my devotions then rather than cleaning up the kitchen or whatever else needed to be done. Yes. Um, and as a as time went on, it helped train the kids because yeah. they didn't always get it done before they were up. Sometimes they would be up with me and I would say, okay, we're going to have quiet time. And I would give them books, you know, try to find Bible story books or whatever. Yeah. Or I would just set them on my lap while I was reading my Bible too. So it helps train the children alongside of you. Absolutely. Um, and then as they got a little older and they were a little more independent, I did what you were saying about finding a specific place. To um, now I just told June because she didn't know a lot about our ministry before we travel a lot. So there was a period of time where we were renting a house for a couple of years um, in different locations. And so we had a little bit more stability and I had one, one specific chair and it's a flowered overstuffed comfy chair, but the kids learned and I taught them when mommy sits in this chair, that means I'm having my time with God. And so please don't interrupt me unless there's a real emergency. (laughs) It's funny, you know, what they consider emergencies. They learned. (laughs) Um, But as long as mommy was in that chair, they knew I was talking with God and God was talking with me. And they would often sit down at my feet with their own Bibles or on the couch next to me with their Bibles. So that can be part of the process is training your children with you. You don't have to feel like it's, it's a me or them. It can be both. Absolutely. And what a precious thing to teach them and demonstrate because they see then the importance that it plays in your life and, and they just pick it up without us even trying as they watch us consistently do it. That is a wonderful point. Yes. And that's kind of how I did with our kids as well. They knew that this was mom's time and, um, that it needed to be protected, but they were also included in it mm-hmm. by some of those similar things. Yes. They would look through their Bible storybooks or color a picture or, yeah. you know, it's teaching them by example. I also wanted to mention here and I wasn't planning, but I just thought of this, <laughs> a resource that is such a great tool. Okay, uh, I've, I've been gifting it to my daughter and my mother-in-law and various ones <laughs> over this uh-huh. last year since I've learned about it. And it's a website called Mama's Refill. I don't oh. know if you've heard of that, but no, I haven't. There's a, a sweet Christian lady named Pam Forster, and she has written beautiful Bible studies, but she doesn't she doesn't write out the whole thing and just spoon feed it to you. She okay. teaches you how to dive into the word and to use tools to help you understand God's word. Nice. At the same time, she has lessons for your children and lessons you can do with your children. And so it's just a fabulous tool. Yes. What, have, did, what did you say the name of it was again? 
It's called Mama's Refill. And the website is just www.mamasrefill.com. Okay. That's a wonderful thing. Wow. I'll have to check that out. It's terrific. And, you know, my children are out of the home for the most part, but I still have thoroughly enjoyed it. And when I read the children's lessons, I keep thinking, hmm, we could do this for a Sunday school lesson or a children's church. Or someday when the Lord has grandchildren in my life, <laughs> yes. you, know, you know, those are going to be great resources. So. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. I look forward to checking it out. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's say we have made the time to, to get in the word and to read. And yet sometimes we close the Bible and we forget completely. What was that that I just looked at? <laughs> yes. How do we, and you've given us already a little bit of help with this, but how do we carry that with us through the day? Okay. I think that so much in our lives um, is, is not permanent. Um, we've, you know, read, have to redo things all the time as we go through each of our days. So uh-huh. it is easy to forget, you know, as we get busy with other things. So I like to document what I have read and learned. And that can be in a, like a pretty journal, but to continue this in the many years that I've done this, I just get a five by seven uh, Mead notebook, just a spiral notebook. And I just uh, have found that that has been an incredible blessing. So what I do is that I, I call up my Bible reading journal Mm -hmm. and I keep track each day of what I've read and what I've learned. So I'll, I'll put the date and the day, and sometimes I'll add a little note if it's somebody's birthday or something special connected to that day. Mm-hmm. And then I write the passage that I've read um, for that day, and I choose at least one verse um, from my whatever I've read, and, and it is connected to that one truth that I spoke of mm-hmm. earlier, um, so that the verse that I write out will help me to remember the one truth because that's the verse that I got it from. Or if it's a number of verses, I, I write out as, as uh, the passage or the phrases and underline whatever. But I document the, the verse that the Lord used from that reading that day that really spoke to my heart. And what that does is it gives me a purpose when I sit down and read. Because and I am looking for that truth. I'm looking for that verse before I ever start to read. And mm-hmm. so my focus is there on, on searching the scriptures for that one truth for today. And then by writing it out, I have documented it. And then as the day goes, um, I have that to refer to. Um, oh. I, I want it to be something that I can truly carry with me. Um, through the day and then I will write it out again on a sticky note or a three by five card and that I can fit in my pocket or I can stick it up by my kitchen sink or by my computer or whatever whatever I'm working on that day and as I can look back at that verse then throughout the day because I've posted it um, Mm -hmm. I can actually have a sweet refreshing um, of my time with the Lord all throughout my day. So it's documenting it and then I can reread it. And, and as I do that one truth, I'm also looking for, for something that I can remember or learn about who God is. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and what he can do or what he will do for me. So yes. that I'm looking for the, the truth. In addition to that, then it's something about who my God is that I can carry with, with me. And then the final thing is to apply that verse to my life that day. And mm-hmm. I write that out as well in my notebook. Um, it doesn't have to be paragraphs and pages, but just a few sentences or, or one paragraph that will help me to understand what difference that truth is going to make in my life today. Now, yeah. it's not changing the meaning of the mm-hmm. verse, but it's applying it. So, yeah. for example, a mother with little children could read a verse and she's going to apply that verse in a different way because of the stage of life that she is in. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to take that very same verse and I'm going to apply it to where I am today as an empty nester. So it's the same verse, but the application of it is going to be personal. And then because I have written those things down, I can go back in two weeks and reread it and be again encouraged and blessed by mm-hmm. what God taught me. And it is so precious. And I've gone through at times and read a whole month. And yeah. I might have started out discouraged or weary. But by the time I reread those things, I'm so encouraged mm-hmm. from what God has taught me in those past days that I have just found this to be such a sweet um, way to remember what I read. And it doesn't have to be a lot of writing, but enough to, to just jog my memory and again, yeah. the blessing. Yeah, that's excellent. Great su- suggestions and advice there. Um, and very easy to do. Yes, exactly. I was thinking back in those years when I was praying for God to to remind me and to show me how to do this. Um, I received advice from a lady named Dr. Nell Collins, uh-huh. and she had a ministry called Hope in Crisis out of Indianapolis. And um, she taught us the ABCs of the application. So. Okay. After I've studied a passage and or read it, I'm I'm supposed to look for either an attitude, a behavior, or a communication. So it's either the things I say, the things I think, or the things I do that I need to adjust based on what I've just read. Oh, that's great. That was really helpful to me because it was a concrete yes. thing that I needed to change. Um, and of course, God has no trouble reminding me of areas in my life that I need to work on. (laughs) When we ask him to, he does, doesn't he? So excellent advice. I love all those ideas. And even just leaving your Bible open on your coffee table, or, you know, if you've got little kids, maybe that's not safe, but, (laughs) but in a place where you just notice it as you're going about your day, will jog your thoughts and remind you, oh, I remember this morning I was going to work on making sure my words were kind based on Ephesians 4.32 or whatever we've studied. So, yeah, those are great, great ideas. And um, were there any other things that you wanted to share, something I haven't thought to ask or, or bring up that you wanted to talk about? I, I think that is that is the main thing that I did want to share. Um, one maybe just kind of back thought behind it all is that, you know, we hear so much about knowing ourselves and, mm. and you know, being 
aware, self-aware and all of these things. But do you know what God wants us to do is to know him and to be aware of who we are in light of who he is. And mm-hmm. as I see his love and his goodness and, and different things about who God is, and then I look at myself, I realize his love for me. And I realize, you know, that I am a sinner and it helps me understand his love and his grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. And so even though we're looking for things to encourage our own hearts, that true encouragement is going to come as we know God better and have a closer relationship with him. So, yeah. um, the whole goal of all of this is not like some magic formula to have a good day, but it is truly a a way to build our relationship and our, our connection to our heavenly father. And um, these are such precious, precious times. And I just appreciate the opportunity to share these things uh, with, with these ladies and hope it'll be a blessing. Amen. It certainly has been to me already. Um, I was just thinking, you know, in scripture, we learn that our goal or our purpose in life is to glorify God. Yes. And how do we do that? Well, of course, we must become a Christian, a follower of Jesus, a believer <clears throat> in his plan of salvation. Um, but then throughout the epistles, we see things like, but growing grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Or yes. Um, that you may grow up into him who is the head of all things, that we be no more children. So each day that we're spending time in God's word is another baby step in that growth and maturing process, um, which we call sanctification. It's becoming more and more like Jesus every day. Yes. It's a lofty goal and one that will take a lifetime and we still won't get all the way there. (laughs) Right. Right. But it's, um moving in the right direction yes and it is a sweet path yes yeah amen so well june i just appreciate your time i appreciate your heart it's very evident that you love the lord and your desire is to help others follow him faithfully so thank you for being with us today and sharing the wisdom and the insight that the lord has given you um would you be willing to close our time in prayer Oh, I would love to. Thank you. And thank you for having me. (laughs) Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you have given us your word. I thank you that all of the precious truths about who you are are so clearly given to us. And I thank you for that. Help us never to take it for granted, Lord. May we daily be in your word using the moments of our day for your glory We know, Lord, we need your help to truly walk in grace as we should. I thank you for uh, the clarity of your word and the promises that we can claim. And just help us, Lord, to truly be women of the word, eager and ready to learn at your feet each day. Just bless these ladies. Uh, Bless Stephanie as she continues to minister to all of our hearts. I pray, Lord, that you would just use us all for your glory And may we grow in our love for you. And I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to the Think Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Smith. Please visit us at our website, www.thinkbible.com. 
www.ministryofjesusbethel.online to learn more about our ministry or to take advantage of the resources we have there for you. That's www.thinkbible.online. You can also find us at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the name Think Bible. Until next time, let's all think and live biblically for the glory of God.